you know you need to trust that you know you need to trust that if you really put yourself into something and you trust yourself and show your integrity then it's going to work thrive friends this is your host dr solomon how can small business participate in the current platform ecosystem i'm joined today by simone chichero one of the 50 emerging best thinkers in the world in 2020. Chichero created the platform design Canva, which is an open source derivative of the business model Canva. It subsequently evolved to become the platform design toolkit. Simone, welcome on Thrive. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you very much for accepting my invitation. So let's start with the definition. How do you define platform and how do you define a business ecosystem? In the last uh, 10 years or more, 15 years probably, we have seen an acceleration of the penetration of uh, uh, the internet you know, and technology, pervasive technologies like mobile or uh, you know, portable devices and all these things that have been pushing the internet everywhere and uh, essentially reducing the uh, transaction costs you know, that we have in interacting with each other. So it's much easier now to communicate and to coordinate uh, uh, through, through the internet. And, uh, and these are uh, uh, coupled with um, essentially a few other uh, trends, uh, mainly, you know, the fact that uh, capabilities to build something in, the, in, the, in this technological age has been uh, very much now distributed everywhere. So everybody can really have an impact, can create products, can create uh, uh, services, can participate basically, has been pushing the organization to transform and to move away from the idea that you have everything under control as an organization, that you control production of value and everything happens into factories and large organizations uh, uh, called uh, so-called pipelines. And uh, you move into this network shape uh, where uh, since the, the capability to create value grows at the edge of the system and everybody needs something special, basically, you as a business, you become the one that sits in the middle and connects uh, the producers and the consumers and enable these personalized experiences. So now you move away from uh, uh, the age of, uh, for example, in travel, you can think about, you know, moving from the age of the hotels uh, uh, into Airbnb, you know, so where essentially Airbnb doesn't just connects people to travel uh, and uh, then they figure out how to make it special on their own. You know? So this is the transition. The transition is from pipeline to, to networks, uh, from monolithic uh, mass marketed products into specific experiences, all different, all personalized, based on the relationships, based on the interactions between the producer and the consumer directly uh, with these companies that become the orchestrators, you know, become the, the ones that connect, essentially. Mm -hmm. And this is what you would define as the platform. Yeah, yeah right. The platform, the platform will be the organization that connects and the ecosystem are essentially the entities uh, that interact, uh, are facilitated by the platform. So this is more or less a definition we can take. A platform is a technology, it's a story, it's a language, it's a protocol, it's a set of rules, uh, it's the policy and so on. And on the other side, the, the ecosystem are the small entities that change value between each other, they look for learning opportunities. And so 
if you want, you know, the, the platform is a little bit the evolution of the product and the ecosystem is the evolution of the customer. So we, we used to talk about products and customers. Now we talk about platforms and ecosystems. Mm -hmm. Thank you for clarifying this. Mm -hmm. And to your point that we are moving now to a system where many people can generate products. It is not as centralized as it used to be in the past. Right. What do you think are the possibilities for small businesses to participate in the platform ecosystem? Well, there are uh, essentially uh, ever-growing possibilities, no? because um, first of all, I think, I think mainly two things. First of all, uh, of course, uh, the option is to participate. Um, essentially, all the economy, all the uh, markets uh, are evolving towards uh, empowering the small. So this is the age of the small. It's no more the age of the big players. So now the big players uh, will become those that enable, but the real value is being created really in the interactions and uh, in the personalization. So, uh, you know, uh, more or less 15 years ago, uh, uh, Kevin Kelly wrote this essay. Uh, Kevin Kelly was a former uh, director of Wired, and he wrote this essay called uh, A Thousand True Funds. Hmm? Uh, he said, you know, basically, thanks to the internet, you will be able, as a creator of value, to uh, to live off your fans, uh, you, you, a small fan base of a thousand people that can maybe pay you, I don't know, for example, a hundred bucks a year, and then you make a hundred thousand bucks and you can live off that. Uh, and Lee Jin, uh, an, an analyst and uh, uh, former um, former partner at uh, Andersen Horowitz, uh, recently she said, you know, we better think about the 100 to funds because uh, now with the capabilities that you have uh, on the internet to create uh, so much value, think about all the people that are creating, for example, uh, courses or, um, you know, products that they sell on, on Etsy or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever, really music or, or art, uh, anything, mm -hmm. uh, they can impact so much the lives of, of their fans or their users that mm -hmm. they can probably even think about living off a smaller number of, of fans, like Hunt, for example. Imagine that you create a, a course uh, and you sell this course for a for thousand dollars, not a hundred, and then suddenly you, you, you can live off a thousand people, you can live off a hundred people that support your work. And of course, uh, you can generalize this also when it comes to uh, other type of small businesses. So think about businesses that maybe sell a particular products, technologically advanced or, or even software as a service. So essentially the point here is uh, uh, now thanks to these platforms that connect markets, connect demand to supply, it's much easier to, uh, to find your, your customers essentially. And so, uh, suddenly uh, you have much more empowered and also the technology empowers you as a, as a small business. Now you can, even in, you know, even in tangible industries like uh, uh, manufacturing, you know, now you can use 3D printers, you can use CNC machines, uh, mm -hmm. music, you know, you can do anything now just with a computer. So really this is the age of the small, uh, the capability and creativity that you can create as a small business now it's uh, Enormous. You can leverage, for example, on massive logistic platforms. You can leverage on uh, the capability that uh, Chinese manufacturers have to uh, produce your stuff based on your design and increasingly, you know, even outside of China. So essentially, this is an age where you can leverage on many things. 
and mm -hmm. platforms will connect you to your customers. So it's just up to you as a small business to understand what your strategy, what you want to create, what, what, at what you want to be the number one, essentially. And mm -hmm. then the market is there for you. So that's, that's one option. And the other option is, of course, that of creating a strategy, a platform strategy. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean with that? You know, essentially, uh, you know, the evolution of the platform economy in the last 10 years has been uh, towards uh, more vertical markets, more mm -hmm. specific markets. And why is that? Essentially for two reasons. First of all, because uh, uh, the first generation of platforms, let's say, have become too generalist. And so uh, people now want to have something special for the niche, for their industry, for example. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, we don't uh, want to, to have anymore just one marketplace, for example, for jobs like LinkedIn. We want to have vertical jobs marketplaces uh, for, you know, workers in healthcare, workers in oil and gas, workers in education or whatever. So all these big markets are becoming a sum of smaller markets, smaller, smaller niches. And um, it's, it's suddenly, you know, there's a plethora of marketplaces and platforms that are emerging. And so why don't you uh, try to address the niche, for example, you're working on, uh, for example, thinking about transforming your competitors into suppliers. So suddenly, if you transform your competitors into suppliers, you, you choose to sit in the middle, you choose to orchestrate, to design experiences that the others can interact with. Of course, it's not easy. That's not the easy part. The easy part is becoming a producer in the platform economy. The hardest part is to say, you know, I want to be the orchestrator. I want to shape this ecosystem. I want to find the arena, find the space where I can uh, imagine uh, ways to uh, speed up and to transform the way people interact. And, you know, for doing this, you know, we have our tools uh, uh, that to some extent are also, um, I would say, an explanation and, a testi and they testify the fact that it's much more easier, it's much easier now to, uh, you know, sh show your capabilities on the market. You just take these frameworks, uh, they, they, you can be guided, you come up with your ideas, you prototype and you see how, how, you, how you can uh, grow your platform strategy. Speaking of the toolkits and the platforms, people watching us, if you're interested in knowing more about Chichero's platform and his platform design toolkit, please visit his website, platform design toolkit, all one word.com. And you can click on free tools where you can download his platform design toolkit for free and apply it to your business. You mentioned Chichar that it is the age of the small and people will have an opportunity to turn competitors into suppliers. What will be the benefit for the suppliers mm. at this point? Well, I mean, <clears throat> the question here is that uh, suddenly if you if you move away from the idea of, uh, but I mean, more generally, I think we're really yeah. seeing that at the end of competition here. No? So why are we seeing that? Uh, because uh, competition is an expression of uh, essentially of uh, I would say commoditization or in general is a comp competition is an expression of everybody doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So what, what happens when suddenly technology makes it so easier, so easy um, to be special, mm, to, mm -hmm. to do your own thing in the unique way you, you only can do that, you know, mm -hmm. you cannot compete with it, mm -hmm. essentially. You know? So if you are part of an industry that is dominated mm -hmm. by uh, one size fits all 
fragmented experiences, bad profits, uh, and then you suddenly say, you know, I'm sick of that. I want to transform it so that we can create much more value. We can, you can create this story of whole system actualization. You can say, you know, if we agreed on these new terms, we're going to have much better outcomes. Uh, it's like, you know, you have kids playing on the street uh, with, the, with the ball, with, this, with, a, with a football, playing football in the street. Uh, and you tell them, you know, I have a championship for you. I have the referee, the rule book, the big stadium, the, the, the people, the public, and you're going to have much more fun. Then you're going to have everybody become better at what they do. They're going to train, they're going to raise money for sponsors, they're going to have much more fun. And this is essentially what platforms do. So if you're part of an industry and you want to convince your competitors to become your suppliers, your, your providers, let's say, first of all, you need to have this story. Mm -hmm. And then you need to start to understand. And if you are part of an industry, for example, you have been a provider, it's likely that you know what you need, you know mm -hmm. what the providers need. And so that's where you start. You start by creating this value. Then what happens? The people you are creating value for, like software as a service, for example, that uh, maybe can be useful to reduce the cost to participate. You know, you, you know, maybe you work in an industry where normally uh, becoming a producer takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, investments, and so on. And if you manage to create a, an easy onboarding for producers by giving them free software as a service or, uh, you know, uh, learning opportunities. Mm -hmm they will join and this is going to be the starting point but then especially if demand is a problem in that industry so uh, attracting demand is a problem you have the opportunity to create on top of your product a marketplace that essentially connects customers with with uh, your providers that's the hardest part you know because uh, to create this uh, uh, demand uh, and connected with supply um, you need to create growth so you need to generate these network effects that everybody talks about. And this is hard, you know, especially at the start. We have this way of saying that at the start, you need to solve the chicken egg problem because, you know, what is the problem? The problem is that nobody would join a marketplace where there is nobody else. Mm -hmm. So the big problem here is to get this liquidity at the start, to get these things going. And But there are so, so many techniques to doing that. So, for example, you can start from a little city and then you can move into another city. And in a little city, you can go around and onboard all your customers directly. You know, you can you can do a lot in a small context. You can constrain the context where you want to start so mm -hmm. that you can get things started, get everybody excited about that. And then you move into another space and another, another, another. And this is how giants like Airbnb, for example, started. You know, Airbnb started with one apartment, one city, and then it went uh, uh, to transform, you know, completely the travel industry. Uh, because the story was so powerful, you know, the, it was a story of, uh, uh, you know, experiences, getting in touch with each other, uh, you know, helping people make ends meet, you know, pay their mortgages. Uh, it was a powerful story of uh, belonging, which is essentially the, the motto of Airbnb, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it's all about belonging for them. So this story part is essential. Mm -hmm. Will we create the story first and then we act? or we act and then we create a story based on the data we collect from the market. What's your opinion? It's a bit of both because uh, one important thing is also to, you know, two important things. First of all, um, a bias for, for doing 
and secondly, mm -hmm. evolution. That's two things I want to talk about because otherwise I forget, so maybe better to enumerate. Mm -hmm. But first of all, tactics and not so much strategy. I, I, I created these toolkits, for example, so that people can fast in a few hours, wrap around an idea and then be pushed to do uh, experimentation and tactics, mm -hmm. not, you know, Paul Graham says that 99% uh, of the time strategy is only, only a, a way to procrastinate. So, of course, if you want to make a business, you need to make a business. And of course, you start from a business experiment. But how you designed it? You designed that only by, if you as a team, you can visualize what you talk about. And then you can creatively, because suddenly when you design, for example, a strategy on a set of canvases like the ones we offer, what happens is that people participating, part of the team, they're going to transfer uh, their doubts and concerns and comments to a shared vision. So it's not going to be about me, my idea and your idea. It's going to be about our ideas and debating on something shared. And so this is one thing. And of course, to do this, you need to know the story. You cannot craft the story, you know. You need to know that because it needs to be something that you care about. Mm -hmm. It needs to be something that maybe you have been doing until last week as a producer. No? And so you know the stress, you know the, the performance pressure, you know the goals, you know everything about that, the industry, so you can make a perfect map. And you, you know the story as it needs to be. And then, then the point is platforms evolve. Uh, one big error we do sometimes is that we think about these artifacts as uh, um, static. But they are not static because uh, platforms essentially create all these interfaces. They connect with everything. And uh, by connecting with everything, they start to measure and start to understand what is happening. Now, in, in technical terms, we, see, we say that uh, if you create an interface, you start to uh, capture the consumption patterns. You see how people use your services, for example. And then you need to learn what is happening because the reality is that innovation doesn't happen inside the platform. It happens in the ecosystem. So the ecosystem is going to tell you what they need next. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Simon Wardley uh, used to say, ecosystems are future sensing engines. So essentially we are witnessing the transition from an age of corporates that are closed in their walls and just throw products to the market uh, into a, um, an age of organizations that are profoundly interactive and uh, open to learn continuously from data and continuously have this uh, relationship with their ecosystem of pushing the ecosystem to invent something new while they institutionalize some new behaviors. So, for example, if you think about Airbnb in more practical terms, Airbnb has been doing a lot of uh, rentals for ages, for years, room rentals. And then they discovered that, for example, somebody was helping someone else to manage the, the bookings. And so they said, you know, let's introduce a new role, the role of the co-host in, in the company. So now you can participate in Airbnb and you host for others, you help them host, because maybe others have a room, but also have a job and they cannot take care of the house. But also, you know, Airbnb has been witnessing people organizing experiences on top of their travel. And suddenly they have in, uh, uh, created this new possibility to create Airbnb experiences. And now you can do amazing things when you travel on top of just renting a house. So this is why, you know, because platforms look at what's happening and understand what is happening and within time make it uh, normal so that we as users, we can think about the new things. Mm -hmm.
We live in a decade of disruption, as you alluded to. Every business model we can think of has been disrupted except for disruption itself. Let's take a time machine and we are going to 2030. How do you envision a successful platform for a small business? Well, I mean, 2030, um, uh, besides the idea that disruption is still playing uh, full steam, the, the, I think there is an interesting point to make that is we're living in a nexus. Uh, so we're living in an uh, inflection point now. Hmm? Think about what is happening in the world, you know, in, you know, in environment, in climate, in politics, in, in you know, technology, in uh, uh, culture, you know, these culture wars, and it's crazy. Internet is regionalizing because, you know, India and China battle on something, and then the US and China, and, and then Europe and the US and Brazil, and everybody wants to have its own internet. Really, the world, I think, has been reaching a, the moment where we need to change. You know, we need to change profoundly. And so I believe if we look about what platforms will be for small businesses, but in general for, for, for communities and so on in, in the next 10 years, I believe it's going to be radically different. And the radical difference will be in ownership. Uh, so that will be much more collective ownership. It will be in what they do, because I guess that uh, we're going to have a lot of more um, focus on what we call economies of essentials. So we're going to reinvent profoundly, not only how we travel or how we create content on the internet, but also how we create, how we grow our food, how we create our energy, how we educate our kids, how we um, take care of our elders, uh, how we, uh, you know, manage our city budgets, how we invest in our, um, you know, infrastructure and so on and mental health and, and forests and so on. So it's not going to be just about uh, your next uh, NFT or, or your next uh, uh, passion, knowledge worker. It's going to be how we organize institutional. So I think uh, the next 10 years are going to be a, a fairly bumpy ride uh, mm -hmm. and we're going to see lots of uh, innovations on in, uh, how we organize uh, locally also, no? in terms of uh, our communities, our cities, our uh, our world. And, and so it's not going to be just about the digital platforms and the Silicon Valleys. It's going to be about how we manage our communities, our, our nations, our, our key uh, services. Mm -hmm. Do you think now, because the barrier to entry is so low, we will have a lot of noise and a lot of products that should not have existed to begin with, there will be some concerns for consumers because they will be the guinea pigs of this unregulated atmosphere. Well, on one hand, uh, yes, I think it's going to continue, especially in some markets where uh, regulations are hard to envision. So think mm -hmm. about uh, creative work, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the other hand, uh, we are starting an age of regulation. So the next, uh, you know, the next technology regulation revolution is going to be about politics and policies. Uh, uh, and we know that uh, many experts already point this out, like you know Ben Evans or Ben Thompson. It's the end of the be beginning, as they say. You know, the end of the beginning of the internet. Uh, now we are entering an age where the internet is entering in our lives very deeply and profoundly in everything we do. And so now we have the responsibility to, to do policies that uh, protect our societies. Uh, at the same time. Uh, letting, uh, if you want, also the space for these pioneers and these pirates 
to create something new uh, and you know take some risk but i think uh, we we need to have a broader and more uh, conscious uh, as you know decision makers policy makers and even um, you know citizens we need to have much more interested and invested uh, attitude towards uh, how we use technologies how we use software how we use how we organize uh, our activities our economies thank you for sharing this as we are coming to an end, I'd like to ask you the question that I ask everyone on Thrive. Simone, we all had setbacks mm -hmm. and we managed somehow to go from striving to thriving, myself included. Could you share one of yours and how you managed to overcome it? Mm. Well, uh, sometimes, again, uh, sometimes change uh, is the nudge you needed, you know, mm -hmm. to to do, take certain decisions or to reorient your business model, maybe if you're a small business or to become more resilient. You know, there is this idea from Nassim Talib that uh, probably, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the idea of anti-fragility, you know, that uh, if you want to, you, you really, in a, in a world we are living now, I think you really want to be the one that uh, if it gets a kick, uh, it gets better. You know, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get uh, worse. Yeah. Um, and you know, for me, I think uh, I can probably recall uh, after years of doing two jobs, uh, like uh, my corporate uh, consultant job and uh, my uh, more social enterprise and innovator and you know designer job on the side. Uh, I, I got uh, fired and uh, and uh, and that was what I needed, you know, at that moment to to really get the courage to say, you know, I'm going to do freelancing first. And then this led to me you know, doing a few freelancing years and then creating a company and, and so on. So really uh, think about changes as a, a way to become stronger and the nudges you needed to take that decision that was there and you couldn't have the courage to take uh, uh, you know, because of, uh, you know, inertia is sometimes uh, more important than, than, than anything else. And when you got fired at the time, how did you handle it financially, psychologically? What made you come back and mm -hmm. reinvent yourself? I think the big risk, especially for people like me that are a bit tendency to overwork, you know, it was to uh, the first year I responded by, for example, saying, you know, I'm going to do as much work as I can, you know, to secure my financial positions. For example, I had a family, I was having a baby. Um, and so this is a risk I think some people have to become too much short-sighted, not too much focused on what's coming next week or how I can you know, make this amount of money in my budget, in my objectives and so on. Um, instead, I think if you can take the long view and really trust yourself and be um, honest and uh, show your integrity, uh, which is what I do, for example, with working with customers now, you know, really don't tell stories, uh, try to um, try to work in a way that creates uh, something that others can leverage on, uh, then you become essential for someone. And then uh, if you if you take the long uh, shot, uh, it's going to work uh, because people are, um, if, if, you know, commitment uh, and uh, um, compound effect. You know, you need to trust that, you know, you need to trust that if you really put yourself into something and you trust yourself and show your integrity, then it's going to work. 
What a wonderful end to this conversation, Simone. And what a pleasure to have you on Thrive. It was a pleasure to have this conversation with you. I am looking forward for your listeners to reach out if they want to get some guidance in navigating the platform economy. Thank you. Our listeners, if you would like to know more about the platform design toolkit, you can visit platformdesigntoolkit.com. There is a free software that you can download and try to adapt to your own business. And until we meet next time, keep safe, keep motivated, keep resilient, and see you in the next episode of Thrive. Thank you.